Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. So, client hot seat. What's this? Client hot seat number three or four? Well, what's good? What's good about this one is there's so many people on the call tonight that you don't know who it is. Usually, it's fairly easy to work out. So, the client hot seat tonight is all about the main man at the top. If I pin, it should pin to your videos, James. Uh, So, James has very kindly agreed to join us on the hot seat, and. I want to start by this conversation, by this man that I'm about to ask to share his story, his journey, vision, all of these things that we try and preach within the community is also the man that had a four day hangover because he thought it was acceptable to drink wine from a vase last week. So that's the people we're dealing with. And that's how fitness works in this group. We have times for being very, very consistent and we have times for being stupid, don't we, James? We do. Yes. So how are we, mate? How are we? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, a little bit nervous, but I'm good. So I am asked James to do this right after the last one. So he's had two weeks to stew on this, <laughs> two weeks to apparently change his habits to call out. So this conversation is going to be one that I want us to pay attention to, and maybe more people on this call today will relate than before. Um, and James has a right to be nervous because I am going to try and pepper him because I know he's strong enough to, to kind of handle it. Um, but first of all, the question that was asked last time we did a hot seat, James, was what habit do you find most difficult and what steps do you take to make sure you achieve it? Let's start off with that one. Um, well, if you'd asked me a few months ago, I would have said my sleep is my worst one. I used to really stress about it. Wouldn't get a good night's sleep at all. I'd really struggle. But since I've got a better routine, that's improved a lot, yeah. lot better. So I'd say the habit I struggle with most probably for me is stretching and like cooling down and warming up properly okay like, like recently it's just completely gone out the window and um yeah i'm really having to like try and focus to make sure to do it because i just try and rush to get to the main bulk of the actual session and the cardio and then i'll think to myself oh okay i'll do it after and i'll get home oh, i'll do it when i get home when i'm watching tv and then i just don't it's not happening yeah no. okay interesting so i had uh the first question that I usually start with then is quite a simple one. Why are you here on this call? What? How many months now? When did you start? August? August, I think. August. So what? Seven, eight months later. Why, why did you join and why are you still here? That's the first question. Um, I joined because I was just in a bit of a plateau with like my fitness and my training. I wasn't really enjoying it. I didn't have, any sort of plan or goal I was just kind of going through the motions and I'd kind of seen you about in the gym and me and Emma talked about like what we were kind of doing because we just both didn't yeah both didn't really have a goal to walk walk towards and I just wasn't working smartly in the gym so I just I just felt like I needed a change to reach that kind of next level of what I wanted to get out of fitness okay so you you kind of joined 
without a goal so much, did you? Like we didn't, we hadn't discussed that goal. It was kind of just about having a direction then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just, I just needed a change. I needed a bit more accountability and someone to kind of like just kick my ass basically. Okay. And then obviously we went on to some pretty mega things. So if uh, you haven't seen James's transformation, it's, it's pretty impressive. And I say pretty impressive and I play that down because I think when we, when we look at James's uh, transformation for anyone that hasn't seen it, you, you started fairly naturally lean, didn't you? Like you're not someone that's come from being like severely overweight to the shape you did. But I think when you walked into the photo shoot on that day, you maybe had four, 5% body fat at max. What did the, what did the smart scale say? Like two, three? It was saying about four. Yeah. 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 So in a way your transformation was incredible but sometimes maybe doesn't look as good on paper which probably leads me to the fact of in terms of if you were already naturally lean and your transformation was overlooked why do you think that you weren't getting the results that you got prior to coming here what because you said about working smart in the gym tell I suppose tell me more about who James was in fitness prior to coaching um, he was a bit of an idiot in fitness, to be honest. Um, I was, I was just, just, I was working, as you said, I'm working hard, but not smart. I was, I was overtraining to the point where I was going, like, I was going to the gym nearly every day. I'd be doing like full body workouts every time, like smashing the cardio, and then doing like a body a run as well, like doing loads of steps, then doing obviously a hard day's work as well, and then doing it over again. Yeah, I was just killing myself, and that was. And then I was probably restricting my diet as well quite a lot. Like now I know, like now, obviously we've gone through the nutrition properly. Now I know what I can, what's in everything and all that. I kind of yeah. know how how little or how much I was eating back then. Like I was probably really restricting. I was just doing all the, like the, ba- the, the main mistakes you see people make. Yeah. Now I know exactly where I'm going with this line of questioning, but of course you don't. So I'm going to give you a very simple question. Why were you overtraining? Why were you still doing all that cardio? Why was you running? And why were you doing all those steps and hard days work all the time? What was that about? What was that to achieve? Just because I wasn't happy with the way I looked and the way I felt, I would say. And I just what I felt like I could I could look and do better. Um yeah, so that's why I was pushing myself so hard. And it was a it was a vicious cycle because I wasn't doing it correctly. So I wasn't getting the results. So I was like, right, okay, I need to now push even harder and it just obviously kept going around around like that interesting so you're not happy with how you look you're working harder and you're not really seeing results and you're working even harder so there were some triggers for that though weren't there really if we're honest it wasn't necessarily just how you'd look you had other triggers that made you behave in that way right yeah what were they um i i, I don't know if it was Stress was a big trigger. So I used I usually see my like going to the gym and working out as like a, a big stress relief. Okay. So I like as Emma knows, I, I stress over like everything. I stress over such little things to the point where I'll work myself up into such like like I said before, like there was sleeping. I'll stress about not sleeping and then stressing about it makes me not sleep. So I'll stress about not still not sleeping. It's like one of those things where you look at the clock, and you're like, oh, we're gonna sleep now, I get two hours sleep. If I go to sleep now, I'll get one hour sleep. <laughs> You're stressing yourself just in a circle of to death. Yeah. However, I'm I'm picking more deep than that. Talk to me about your relationship with the scales before you started coaching. 
Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, very, very unhealthy weight with a scale. So that would be like my only kind of indication of how I was doing this again, before I knew kind of all the factors that went into scale weight, my mood and uh, like how I viewed myself would just be basically the number on the scale. So say if it come up as like 80 kilos, I'll be like, okay, right. I want to get down to 78, 77 kilos by this certain amount of time. And I would like kill myself to like get onto that and I like, really go for it. But, and if I didn't get it, that'd be the end of the world. But right, that's it. I'm a failure. Rubbish. No point. And that'd lead me to like then obviously binge eating or giving up and not training, which would obviously then make it even worse. And then I, I ask Emma to keep herself on mute as I ask this question. So then how did that impact you elsewhere? Because that's not just at the gym, right? That's that's everywhere. Oh no, I was a pretty I was a moody bastard, pretty like <laughs> so, <laughs> And as I said, like and again would stress about it and then would make it worse. And it was just I'm surprised I was still with me, if I'm honest. Like because I was probably the nicest person to be around. But yeah. I'm hopefully I'm hopefully I'm not as bad now. <laughs> no comments required. I can remove her if you want. So <laughs> I'm I think to be quiet, it's his turn to talk. <laughs> so obviously the I think we have this self, this perception that maybe people like yourself, who is what, what, six foot, nice and tall, pretty active, doing all that stuff. We have this perception that you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't struggle with that. You wouldn't like, because yeah. it seems weird to hit, sit here and listen to a man who wants hit 4% body fat, say he struggles with scale weight. That, that sounds ridiculous to most of the people sat on this court that suffered with it, right? Yeah, and to me, sometimes I do get a bit like actually, I I try and like convince myself. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Yeah, it was just a weird like like a weird thing I used to do. Like, and I I'd, I'd sometimes weigh myself like twice a day. I'd weigh myself in the morning, and then in the and then the evening, and then at night. And it was just I just got a really bad trying to get best reading. Yeah, so I then that would change your mood, right? Yeah, pretty much. And there'd be yeah, and it was just and it all come from lack of knowledge of what affects scale. And now like obviously you've given me the knowledge of what all the things that can go into that affect it like it's made like looking back and i was thinking like you absolute idiot like you don't like then realize like how um how different i feel about it now especially now when i've been bulking it's like had the opposite effect yeah interesting i'm gonna have to pause this very serious call rick your cat is getting right up in our grill i don't know if everyone's got this joint on (laughs) um so you so you said <laughs> yeah, look at that you said you feel like a right idiot looking back but yeah. there's a lot of people in here triggered by you right now there's a lot of people that still do that so what I want to know down, down. Then, is how have you got from looking back at an idiot yeah. who's always chasing scale weight judging their worth changing their behaviors and stuff like that so yeah. now thinking and looking back that you you've been an idiot how how have we got there what what have you done differently? Not what have I done differently? What have you done differently to get yourself to that point? Um, a couple of things, like little things like doing the progress picks helps because I'll look at like what how I looked at a certain weight. And then again, I was the same weight, but my body looked completely different. Like I put on more muscle mass. I lost a bit of fat. I wasn't holding as much water. Like that helps because I suddenly go, oh, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm looking better in this picture, even though I'm way more so that started to get a bit of like oh actually yeah it's it's okay to weigh a certain amount and then um what I, I wanted that I think there was one of the first seminars that we came to 
Yeah. That, so that actually, like my eyes about, like that, as I said, like if you, when you guys are explaining what goes into scale weight and all it is, all it is is like just a number. That really did help, like understanding like the water retention, like the stress, like obviously stress you hold weight. Um, what the hormone is, but yeah, um, lack of sleep, inflammation of the muscles, cortisol. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and all of that that did really help. And again, if it's a bit like mental repetition, just understanding. It's not fat. It's not fat. It's just this. It's this. It could be down to this. And then the tracking helps because then I can look back and go, oh, actually, that day I had eight litres of water or I did this or this or I had more carbs or I didn't get a good night's sleep. So that's why there's a little influx in the scale weight. Right. So cross-referencing to other measurements and the way you feel in terms of your body has helped kind of get over the scale weight. But actually the tracking alongside understanding what goes into it as well where they're your they're the main things that have helped you so that's really interesting because now what you've done is you've moved from an emotional mindset to a logical mindset now I think I don't know about you but when we look at our I don't know our stereotypes and stuff like that I perhaps don't see you as someone that stresses an awful lot like you know <laughs> so you like obviously I know James is very focused I see him in the gym all the time I used to see him in the gym working really hard and now I see him working more slightly more intelligently sometimes um so I think perception is key and, and kind of all those things and something that I'm really aware of in these calls is about not bringing people in that have just done photo shoots because that's not what this coaching is it's just a challenge that people do but actually you how long I'll turn it into a question rather than a statement. How long do you think then prior to joining coaching that you struggled for with that fitness side of struggling with scale weight, overtraining and stuff like that? Um, I'd say, I, I don't know. I, from what I remember, it was a good, like it was ever since, because I joined you in August. So you've probably been the Christmas time of last year. Yeah. I was really confused because I think in my head, I remember like my goal at the time was aiming for was like we had the wedding we had like, we're going on honeymoon, had a holiday. So I had all these targets. So that's when it started. Like, I was like, okay, I want to be this scale weight for my wedding. And then that's what it kind of just kind of yeah. um, like snowballed from there. So probably like, so then basically a solid eight months of struggling with yeah. your health. Now, interestingly yeah. about this is it's mental health, isn't it? So yeah. you, were, you, were, you were carrying an all or nothing mindset, but what would happen then in that time if you had overeaten? So regardless of the scale, so let's say you've gone to a social event or a plan or you've gone out with the boys or whatever, what would happen in the next, in the following days? Would um, you stay on track or how would that work go? I would, I would, I would try and get back on track immediately, but overdo it. So at first I'd feel really, I'd get, I'd feel really guilty about it. I would really stress over it. And I just, I would just think, oh, you're an idiot. You've ruined all your progress. Like, so I would overcorrect. So like the next couple of days I go, right, okay, I'm going to really, I'm not, I'm not cool under eating, well I was, but I wasn't thinking I was under eating. I was going to, right, okay, I'm going to cut back, have a lot less to eat, going to do three 30-minute runs in three days, do, do this, go to the gym, do this, loads of steps, and I'll dial it back. Yeah. So purging, basically. So it was binge, yeah. binge and purge. So, but now we're obviously in a position where you're not doing that and you're eating more food. So I think then I want to dial into the shoot prep because for someone that 
would struggle with scale weight and someone that would struggle with binging and purging and someone that would struggle with the mental health over the scales to be asked to do a photo shoot. I don't know. You was gunning to do it anyway. You kind of just didn't ask. And it kind of came within that same sort of couple of weeks. How did the shoot prep differ from a, what we started off doing and B how you were before, what was the difference? Because I, when I talk to people about doing shoot preps, and, and again, please remember, it's not all about photo shoots. It's just the extreme that we're talking about here. I said to James from the off, you'll suffer. You'll suffer. You'll suffer. You're going to feel like rubbish. You'll suffer. And about three days before, I'm like, are you suffering yet or not? And he's like, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm loving life. Everyone else around him is melting, falling apart, headaches, hate his guts. And James is just loving life. And it that doesn't make sense. Um so how did that differ and and why do you think that works for you when you're someone that has been so obsessed with scale weight? Um, looking back, it's weird because at, at the start, when I started doing it, I, that was, I was, I remember being like, okay, right, scale weight's going down. And there's a couple of times where it didn't go down. There was a little spike. So I feel myself going like, oh, oh not, not too sure about this. Am I doing the right thing? But I kind of just broke it down into like ticking boxes and I think I always say this in the Facebook group for me it really works it's like, okay right have I done my steps today yes have I done a workout that needed doing yes have I had a rest or have I had a rest day yes have I got enough sleep yes have I done this have I eaten what you've told me to eat and I, if all them were yes then we are okay I'm on the right track mm. and I think also having because you said to me like if you do exactly as I say and you're not ready then it's your fault whereas in my fault. yeah so that actually made me feel a, bit, a lot better because all the time i was thinking well if i fuck this up then it's travis's fault <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> cheers then yeah took the, the pressure on yeah thanks very it, much it took like the accountability <laughs> off me because i'm thinking well i've done exactly as he said i've done so he knows best so i'll just keep doing what he says and it will work out and it did so yeah. talk talk to me then in terms of let's say self-esteem how we felt in ourselves body confidence all those things let's tie them into one thing before you started how did you feel and then after how did you feel and then we're going to talk about kind of more about again why we're still here so like before we started going doing the dieting and stuff within yourself you said you struggled but how did you actually feel because we could go into this really deep so before I I really like it got to one where I, I, I think, again, it kind of got away from me and snowballed. Like, I really didn't like the way I looked and I was pushing myself to look better. And it didn't really... Go into, that, go into that further. What, what do you mean you didn't like the way you looked? I don't like it when my hair's rough, but I didn't... I, I just... Like I just hair. It, was more, it was more of a hole. Like, I just didn't like... I was insane to them. There'd be times where I sometimes look in the mirror and I'd get really upset. Like, really, really upset. I just And it got to the point where I was like, I wasn't even liking who I was. Because it was just like, I, I don't, I, it was weird. It kind of just got away from me a bit. Like it started off with going, okay, I don't like the way I look. Then it was like, oh, okay, I don't actually like the way I feel. I don't like the way, I'm how I'm becoming. And it just kind of got a bit away from me a bit. Okay. So would that affect you? Obviously you said you was a bit grumpy and a bit miserable and probably less lovable than you are now. How about like in terms of would it stop you doing things then? Um. Oh. yeah <laughs> yeah I did yeah I think yeah there'll be time like I think social events I was just like no I can't I can't go out and have one beer or can't I can't go and have this so it was just like I've become almost like 
just obsessed. Yeah. Like, like I've got, I have got a very much like all or nothing personality anyway. Yeah. So yeah, and it did, it did really affect me. It was like, yeah, I thought I really struggled to find the balance. So then now you're, you've done the photo shoot, right? And like I say, you were super lean and you went on honeymoon pretty much, what, a week after? Two. Yeah, I think it was like, yeah, we were, it was like four or five days after. Yeah, it wasn't long, was it? So that first day then, when you stepped out in those red speedos that we all saw, no, the swim trunks and stuff, what was the difference? Because obviously we know you look leaner, but we're talking about your mindset and how you felt within yourself. How, how did you feel on that day compared to how you had been feeling, say, one year prior? I felt, I felt great. Like, but it was obviously just got married. So that was like a massive, that was like best thing ever. But it was also like, I don't know, I just felt, I felt, I felt different. I felt like, I think obviously because of the photo shoot, I'd accomplished something. So I just, it made, it just had a bit of confidence back. And you obviously, you, you not only were there, you was very social as well, weren't you? Like you was. Yeah making friends and like obviously there was loads of pictures and stuff like that so that makes then a huge difference into who you are as a person socially right yeah definitely so yeah. go on no I was, just, I was saying yeah so so basically what the point is is you achieve something that looks phenomenal on paper physically but what your your mental side of your transformation was probably bigger because you've just told me that before and you told all of us that before you was like, uh, I don't know if, you know, I wasn't maybe that lovable or I was grumpy. I'm not sure why she's still with me. It stopped me from doing things. And now all of a sudden you're like, James on the beach, posing for f- stupid photos, having a laugh with it, like really confident, accomplished. So would you say then the mental side is what was bigger? Yeah, 100%. 100% it was a lot It was bigger. I think it just gave me a whole different viewpoint on everything. Like the main thing I feel now, like is like I do have a little stressing moments now, but I feel like now I just don't get as stressed or wound up as much. Whereas before it was like it was every day, every night, and little things would just be setting me off. And now I just I hopefully I'm I'm different, but I feel I feel a lot, a lot, lot better. Yeah. Emma's going to give us a nod or a, or a shake of, of approval or disapproval here. So, okay, so you've been there, you've done it, you've got the T-shirt, everyone's thinking, shut up, James, you've got threaded, you feel great, good for you. I'm still struggling with it, right? So was it in terms of that whole journey from start of coaching to kind of where we are now, what have been the biggest challenges? Because... I mean, to give you some context, James come into the gym today. I give James stick all the time about not working because there's too much weather outside, right? He comes into the gym, he starts stretching, and then about five minutes later, I see him skiddaddling out the door in a vest and shorts with his with his gym ramp under his arm, and he's gone. I'm like, uh, I hope everything's okay. So work is a bit bit all over the shop for you as well, isn't it? So you got so uh, James's pride and joy is his marriage and Emma, which is amazing. So husband, dog job so there's there's stresses in that right and you travel all over for work so what were your biggest challenges in the whole point of the transformation from the start to even now so not just the shoot prep what's the biggest challenge um i think the biggest biggest challenge for me it was like as i said with my work it was just finding finding the time to commit like but like making it work because I said sometimes, I know I, I'm not, not in the moment, but sometimes I do get back late, so you don't have time to do 
gym session or don't have time to prep properly. Um, it was just trying to be trying to be as consistent as I as I can, which I found with prepping and planning has made it so much easier. So if you so basically your main struggle is technically someone pulling the rug from under your feet because you've got plans and then something changes. Yeah, I I do find it like mentally I find it very difficult if I've got a plan in place. Like I say, okay, right, I want to get home for this time in the gym, back home, walk the dog, dinner, bed. If something changes, like say, oh, we get delayed or there's there's traffic or whatever, whatever reason, if that plan gets thrown out, thrown out, I struggle. I do like mentally struggle to like, it'll stress me out. And I struggle to like then go, okay, just today, we'll just forget about today, start again tomorrow. And then kind of as soon as that's kind of gone afterwards, I'm always like, yeah, so stop being an idiot. Stop stressing over it and just get on with it. Okay, so that was the hardest challenge. Yeah, I but think. You so. o- but you overcome it, right? Yeah. So how? Because people want to know how. How do you overcome that? Um, well, having a very supportive and loving wife helps. Oh. <laughs> Sickly. Sickly nice. So we'll edit that bit out. It's fine. <laughs> um, again, just looking at the overall picture so say for whatever reason today again i didn't get to go to the gym didn't didn't get my steps in didn't get cardio in blah blah blah. it's kind of looking at the bigger picture that's why i really find help the uh, the spreadsheets help because they can look and go actually even though monday only ticked two out of ten boxes tuesday wednesday thursday even saturday and sunday before i was ticking eight nine ten boxes yeah so if you just, it's kind of like taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, looking at your week or looking at your month or looking at the last two or three weeks, however you want to look at big, you want to get into it and realising actually that one, that one missed session, that one missed cardio or slightly going over your carbs and not getting enough sleep that night isn't going to affect your whole progress. So your, your biggest progress came from realising that you don't have to be 100% perfect. Yeah. That's interesting because there's a few people sat in this group that I must have said that to at least five times, 10 times, 15 times. Um, I still I still kind of aim. I still aim with 100%. I'm still a bit like it now. Like if I don't get like all, all boxes ticked, I'll be like, ah, oh, that was a shit day. When you, when you look back at it, it's not because you've done like 85, 90% of what you set out to do. But is, but is that not a good thing? If you've not ticked all your boxes and accomplished everything in your day, is that driver for success the next day or for the rest of the week not a positive? I don't know. I, I, I'm yeah. just, like, I can't say I'm different, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's this wonderful super thing because it effectively comes from perfectionism and it stops a lot of people from succeeding in any sense. Mm. So, I think I, I think it's taking that step back. Like at the t- at the time when you don't, when I don't do a compliment at the time I'm a bit like oh no that's crap but it's as you said yeah if you take it once you take a step back take a breath and look at it and go okay I didn't get my steps today so tomorrow I'm definitely going to get my steps or I'm definitely going to get this done and that done okay so you started you was overtraining you was unhappy you was unconfident you probably didn't feel good in yourself and therefore you didn't feel good as a person which I think is quite common for a lot of us is we kind of judge who we are by what we look like which on paper is ridiculous, but I think so many of us go through it. I do it all the time, like in a bulk. And I feel like, you know, you put on a little bit of fat and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not a good PT because I've got 10% body fat. Like what on earth is that? But deep down, we know that's ridiculous, but we don't, 
it's still we all suffer with these things so but you felt like that you've done a photo shoot so you've pushed your body to the boundaries you've done this you've done that you've achieved everything that you wanted to achieve so why do you need a coach now why are you on this call um because i really enjoy it <laughs> like, i do like i enjoy having you as a coach i enjoy like i really enjoy going to our gym because pe- people are very friendly and it's uh, i enjoy being part of the facebook group and the community i just that's that's mainly i just really enjoy it and it's it's not something i'd like to cut out it's, it's, it brings me joy. It's, it makes me happy. It's a better answer than I was expecting. It's a flattering <laughs> answer, but it, it probably does deviate from where I was going with it. But I'm going to take it. So actually, in terms of that as well, it's not other than me being fantastic and the guys in this call being fantastic. It's not it's there's more goals, right? There's more to achieve. No, yeah, I, I, I think just generally like I, I am a lot better when I've got plan and targets and accountability. Yeah. It does keep me on track a lot better. But sometimes accountability and on track is actually just doing the things to feel good. It's not just about a physical transformation. It mm. could be, I mean, we've spent what, three months now, four months nearly putting on weight just to get yeah. back and, and done very well, by the way. I've never known a man enjoy Cocoa Pops the way James does. Um, so, okay. So then I'm going to leave you with, a couple of questions before I open up the floor because my time management skills are getting better. After all that conversation, in a one one statement answer, what does exercise mean to you now compared to before? Exercise, that is. Um, n- now it's hard to say. I feel like it's just part of like my daily routine that I really enjoy. It bring it, it now. I can say it brings me joy. And it's it's something I've like I use to like reach my targets. Whereas before it was something I was using to punish myself and I didn't enjoy. Yeah, big. That's so that's massive because it's using things in the right way. Okay, yeah. again, one statement answer. What does this coaching group community me program mean to you? Um everything at the moment. <laughs> Keep it just keep it really it, it really is really good fun like me and Emma are always talking about like the challenges and um, I'm a really really competitive person anyway so that like really it really does drive me when you put the challenges up and like the guess who and all the Pokemon stuff James and Raj chasing me every night well are you answer my question yet no leave me alone I'm in bed <laughs> um... <laughs> okay cool and then the last question did you prepare for this did you remember this question yeah, I got it written down. It line up. So for the next person that does this, what question would you ask them? So in terms of your fitness journey, uh, what does success look or feel like to you? So that could be like long or long term or short term. Like what is like your idea of success in your fitness journey? Good question. What way to start? <laughs> what way to start? Well, in which case everyone can unmute themselves. James, your time in the hot seat is nearly over because now it opens up to everyone else, which is possibly a little bit more stressful. So thank you for doing that. Does anyone have any questions for James specifically that we wanted to talk about or just to say thank you? The timer is on six minutes, so we've got more time this time, but don't take too much time. Go. Anyone, open up the floor. 
always starts silent. It yes. always starts silent. Yes. You're not saying. <laughs> I've got I've got a question for you, James. So I think a lot of what you've said around that overtraining and getting yourself into that mentality of almost punishing yourself when when you've had a bit of a blowout and and going really hard at it. You've obviously now learned that 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 isn't the answer, and 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 you know, and being balanced kind of across across a number of days or whatever it looks like is works much better what did transition look like for you so was it almost a you went from one straight to the other or was it a bit more of a phased a phased piece it was it was definitely yeah it was definitely a phase I didn't just kind of like switch overnight I think it just it took a bit of time just kind of adjusting to new um the new way of training the new lifestyle but, but the one thing that really helped me is that like the spread, the Google spreadsheets and mm-hmm. the app, those really do help because then I, I, I'm a lot better now. I can track in, I can see what I've done and what I've, how hard I've worked and what I've done in the gym. Whereas before I wasn't like tracking any food, any like what I was lifting in the gym. So I had no kind of like reference to how well I was doing. So I just, I thought, all right, I need to push, push more. So kind of probably in statement then being more objective yeah probably what helped that transition yeah definitely I I will add I don't think it's finished because if you had three or four days and stuff like that you still revert back to some of those ways in your head it's just having a discipline to not act upon them I think is a probably it's probably a point to add right yeah definitely yeah cool good question anyone else there's got to be some questions there's got to be some people going through shoots or you know feel the same way I know I had lots of nods um, I'm going to ask a question, I guess, just for other people, though, um, that are doing shoots and things. How how important did you find that being able to open up to other people about struggles along the way was? Yeah, that that, that really did help because I think, like, you don't realise, it's a bit like when you're in school, you don't want to be that person to ask a question. When you do, you realise actually five or six other people wanted to ask it. So I'd say it's, it's almost it's, like this situation now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it does really help. And it helps like to understand that you're not the only one who's feeling a certain way or has got a certain like has got a question or wants to know something or is and, it all got a positive it, it works both ways as well when you're sharing your wins or sharing something you're happy with or doing really well in. It's nice to know see hear other people are doing the same as well. So partic- I'm gonna add on to that. It's a good question. And I'm adding on with a question. So particularly then through shoe prep. Did you reach out to me with your struggles more or the rest of the team? More that was frequently. part of my question. But... Oh, sorry, did I steal it? Say... No, no, it's fine. It's fine. But that, yeah. I knew it was coming. Um, I'd say probably more the rest of the team, I think. Why? Even though you, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like because I think because you had done one before. I think because they hadn't done one before either. So I thought, well, actually, we're all kind of first timers. So they resonate. Yeah. So that, so that, without cutting you off, is exactly why we do this call. So one of my new clients who couldn't make it tonight asked me what it was. The idea of these calls are to soak information up from each other because whether we like it or not, I'm not female. So that, that cuts me out of experiencing 50% of people's problems on this call. I live in a gym. So in terms of asking someone that resonates with you and relates, do you, that, does that create more comfort to ask that question then? 
because I've done it. I'm the bee's knees, effectively. And I know that's how some people see it. And I actually obviously don't believe that. But as someone that's done it and has done it and is your coach and someone who is above you, which is absolutely not the case in my eyes, is that then more powerful, more comfortable and more easy to get an answer from people going through the same in terms of just reaching out about your struggles? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I feel so anyway. Mm. I do. I reach out to my peers all the time. So I've got a community of men, like a mentor community, because mm. sometimes it's a little bit difficult to reach straight up because yeah. I don't, well, we're just naturally overthinkers, aren't we? Right. One minute, 25 seconds. Any other questions? If not, fire away your thanks and I'll end this bad boy before it cuts us all off like every other week. <laughs> thanks, James. Thanks, James. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you for joining. Thanks, James. Thank you. James. <laughs> This is our record. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, And again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends. 